Now is it uh, part two of the, my uh, this uh, telling you about my life and uh, how it come that I was chosen by God. I was not called by God. I was chosen, and uh, there was. No other way to do it. It, uh, I, I was on my way to make a suicide, so there were only one way to go. I had, I, I couldn't choose anyway. I couldn't pick it because God come and 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 took me, and uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, what I uh, what, uh, what I should decide of because I didn't have any will anymore and um, it uh, it happened I it's not that I not have heard God earlier in my life because uh, I was 16 years old when I was working to take care of children in a, in a family and one of the kids was sick and uh, I had to go to the hospital with her and uh, I, when I come in to the children's area at the hospital uh, there was a girl sitting in, in her room and in in a bed and she was saying in Swedish uh, hello goodbye hello goodbye hello goodbye and uh, the nurse that come and met us and uh, took the little girl to the doctor, she said that I should not be worried about that girl that was sitting and saying like that. She said that uh, the nurse was saying that uh, this girl was sitting and saying this the whole time, the whole day long. But uh, I should not be, you should not be worried because this girl can't talk. So she can't walk out from her room and go to you. She, she say to calm me down. When she saw that I look in the room, I was not scared, but, but she saw that I was looking at the girl. And because the girl was in the same age as me. So I was wondering why, why she was sitting and say this. I have never been worried and scared about mental sick people or people that have some error in their brain so they act and talk differently. That have never bothered me. And I, I have one woman here uh, where I live now when I, where I live there we have a house where it's there is a, a mental sick, light mental sick people and a, a low intelligent uh, people. And uh, uh, there is a woman, uh, yesterday she come pass by my house and she, most of the time she is uh, walking by herself. And she walk uh, strange. Uh, she uh, she walk uh, that you can tell she is disabled in her mind because it doesn't say that they are disabled in the body. It can the mental sickness in the brain can make them walk uh, differently, act differently. So if they uh, be okay in the brain, they can 
look like us when they are walking. It's the brain that does it on them. And uh, I, um, I have uh, been a nurse and I have deal with these people. And um, I know that uh, most of them is not the way in their brain. Uh, so I always say hello to her. Uh, and uh, uh, she only smiled at me when I say that. And uh, yesterday she come with a caregiver uh, that walked with her, a young girl. And I heard her, this woman from far away, and she was uh, saying, talking very loudly and screaming with... Uh, a sound and it was no words you couldn't hear what she was saying she was only screaming and then she, come she closer to me and I, I say hello I say to her and she say hello hello she say and then she act normally and the caregiver she she didn't understand these things. So she looked at me and she looked at that woman that she thought was total away with her brain. But I know that if you only talk to people that sounds and are like mental sick in some way, if you only talk to them, very often the brain kick in, and they and they are can talk like a normal person to you. Is it's the it's the brain that is working in error in in their in the brain. But if someone, you know, with the ticks, things also, that you can clap something, do something that shake up the brain and they wake up and they, they are normal for a time. And then the brain go back, back to the same... Uh, confusing things so uh, that uh, was I uh, I was th uh, so I was not worried about this girl that was in the hospital and uh, the nurse said that I should sit in the waiting room and she took the girl to the doctor and when I sit in the waiting room, and that is also a key word, you know, waiting room, you sit and relax. And uh, in that way, you, uh, the devil make us be stressed and full of things we must do, but we don't need to do it. But we feel like we must do things so very much and act in a special way and all this stress. It's, it's the devil that w doesn't want us to have connection with God, to break between God and us, so God can't talk to, to you. So I was sitting there and uh, it was no magazine to look in, look at. Uh, and I only sit and wait. And then suddenly I heard God talking to me. And uh, I knew that it was God that was talking to me. Uh, even if I have not heard him. But maybe I have heard, I remember how he, his voice sounded from... Uh, the past, maybe from the life before, the life in 
heaven because uh, I react, I act on his word immediately because God said to me with his real male voice, commanding voice, but not a angry voice. It, it, it's only that you do it like this. Uh, so he said that I should go into that girl that was sitting and saying this, uh, hello, goodbye. So I went into that that girl and and she saw me coming into the room and she said, come and come and sit, sit with me. And uh, she showed me that I should sit on the side of her and I was sitting on her left side and uh, she said that to me that uh, she took my hand and she said hold your hand on my skull she said to me uh, and I, I did it and uh, I felt it was no skull there it was not hard it was like a jelly I hold in and she said I I was in a car accident she said and uh, my parents died she said and uh, I am and she was so sad in her voice that she said now am I alone in the whole world she said to me and uh, and then uh, I heard that the nurse was coming out from do the doctor room so I walk away from that that girl and then I go in the hall down to the nurse for to get that little girl and the nurse have the little girl in her hand hold her in her hand and in the other hand she had papers from the doctor and suddenly the nurse was screaming and she threw out all the paper in the air and she screaming it's a miracle it's a miracle it can't happen it's a miracle so she was screaming so loudly so the doctors and nurse was coming out from all kind of rooms and wondering what why she was screaming so when they come out I, I turn around to I had had hold uh, the hand of the little girl uh, and uh, I turn around with her and look behind me and and behind me there come that girl that couldn't walk she come and all the nurses and doctors they were around her so I took only the little girl by her hand and walk away from it because I felt like it was not me that did the healing I felt like someone else had done it and not me so uh, that was the first healing I I did that I remember, uh, but but thinking about what I have done, have it been uh, some healings without I knew that I had a gift of healing and. Uh, I was working one summer with the people that have uh, one man was blind and uh, one day he could see again and uh, one woman that was sitting in a wheelchair and uh, she uh, she had she could only move around with one hand one arm so she could write on a paper what she should say, but she couldn't speak. Uh, 
and uh, I took that woman out and for a shopping and uh, when we were out shopping I told this uh, woman because uh, she was like she I think she did it by herself I don't think that the brain did it uh, but she did uh, stupid things uh, to make me be embarrassed uh, she could pinch a man in his butt for example and, and the man turned around and looked at me like I pinched him and she was laughing about it because uh, the man saw that this woman is disabled so she can not pinch me in the butt. It must be she that hold the wheelchair that had did, did it like that. And he thought that was very fun. And uh, then when we were shopping, she only took things into her uh, shopping basket. And I told her, if you lay down products in the shopping basket, we, you have to pay for it. I said it to her, so she took, took the products back again. And then I, I said to her that um, you have to choose what you want uh, for a bread. You have to pick it by yourself, I say. It's your money. Uh, so she, I force her to think. I force her to, to work with her brain. Uh, without, I, I didn't n knew it in that time because I was not educated in psychology. But I did it. It was natural for me. And today I think it was more like a spirit uh, uh, make me do these things. And, uh, and then uh, the, the, those other people that was working with this woman say that she, her brain have started to change. They say to me in the, uh, the day after, they say that the whole night she was screaming because she had so much pain in her, in her body. And I know it was because the brain started to work. It started to heal on her. And so I did things that, that I didn't understood that because I was 16 years old when when this happened at the hospital, but I forget it because I felt like it was not me that did the healing. So, so I didn't uh, take it in to remember. So I, I did many things. And one time it, uh, I was uh, in the car and a voice said to me that I should change the side of the car to sit sit on the other side of the car the voice was saying to me so i did it i i don't know why i react immediately on what i hear from there and when i just when i changed the side of the car it was another car that come in and crash in that side where I was were sitting for some second ago. Uh, so I should have been maybe killed or uh, got very much damage on my body. So uh, some things happened to me, but that was not in... Uh, in a relationship with God, I didn't know him. I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know, and uh, and then I I had men that 
as I was abused as a child and uh, and I was told that I had no will that uh, I was like a, a tool for everyone and I, I didn't have any protection and uh, and I come to be together with a man that use this abuse me in uh, in mental way uh, so they were very evil to me and uh, they put uh, one he put a knife on me and my son's father put a knife on me and and say he should kick me out from the balcony uh, 10 floor up and uh, and he was uh, nice when people was around, but when we uh, when the, the close the door was closed, he was evil to me. And you know it. You have been in that situation. You also. It, it's kind of. It's sad to say it's kind of normal, but it is. Uh, they, they, these evil people, they, they hide. They're, it's not. Uh, it's more than half of all, all these evil people that hide, hide and manipulate people around them. So they, so they change it. So people think. It's the victim's fault. It's the victim that have this fault. Why you break up and why you will be hurt. They make it. It's a... a psychopath. Uh, the, these people, manipulated people and narcissist people, they... Uh, they uh, can uh, they are very smart many of them and they can change the way how people look at you so they don't look at him or her they look at the victim that is the victim uh, arrow that they mu must do something to trigger this person to go angry like that. And uh, so I had this kind of, of man in my life because I, I didn't know why they did it, but it was something that triggered them to be together with me. Uh, I had no heart to get, get a man in my life and... Uh, I, uh, in the beginning I was very uh, shy because I was abused at home of m most of my brother so I I didn't I was scared about men and uh, but then one day I decided me that I should not be scared of men anymore I decided it and in that time I got a friend that was uh, four years older than me and she had boyfriends and she had, she do sexual things. So I decided me to not be, be frightened about men. So <laughs> it's fun that uh, I met a man that he looked very nice. He looked uh, very kindly. And uh, I decided me that he will be the one. And I kiss him. That was the first kiss of a, of a man I did. That was not of force. My brother kissed me many times. But this was my choice. I did it. I decided to kiss him 
uh, or allowed him to kiss me. And then uh, uh, some hour later, I decided to have sex with him. Uh, he, it was not him, he that did, wanted it. It was me that wanted to take that step. I was saying to myself, either will you be sitting at home for the whole life alone and not have any children or nothing or else you you take the step and be open to to a man so i decided me to uh, to change and so i did it but but as i didn't have any reference of how a man should be because my father was not there in the family he was out and drinking uh, the whole time i i never saw him sober one day in his life more more than when he was in the hospital and when i come and visit him in the hospital uh, for in rehab or he had uh, sepsis uh, blood poisoning sometimes and uh, when i i go to meet my father at the hospital i didn't recognize him he was so totally different it was not my father my father was the drinking man it was not the sober man so i didn't have the reference of how a man should look like uh, look like act like not look like but act and um, uh, I also have uh, a phobia about uh, things that a man uh, should not have because my father uh, abused me and uh, he ha have very much uh, uh, bad. He, he had very much body hair all over. The chest was full of hair. Uh, and and I didn't like when he touched me. He touched me in the way that a father should not touch her, her, his child. And he wanted to kiss and and it was so so sharp the the board that he had and his smell of old beer, an alcoholic. It was when, uh, before I go to the school, he sit and he wanted me to come and kiss him and wanted me to sit in his, in, in his lap before I go to the school. Um, because my father have his office in our home, so he didn't need to go to, to his job uh, in the morning. And um, so I walk into wrong man, and then uh, uh, I um, then it come this with to could chat with men, single men, on internet. Uh, I had my son in nineteen seventy five. And then I have my daughter, 1985, with two different men. And uh, the, my daughter's father, where I lived to, together with him in 16 years. And he was very bad. He was really only thinking about himself and... I should do his uh, sexual uh, thoughts, how he wanted the sexual to be. And that was against my sexuality, but I did it anyway, because, because he was over me. And, and my mother have 
taught me that that man was like gods that man should decide what what to do with a woman how to use a woman man she she taught me to be a victim for a very mental sick man that what she but in the same way she she taught me to uh, to act and be like i should be married to a royal and uh, and i didn't know um, uh, because i didn't know the our dna ancestors so I didn't know that my mother come from a royal line and she didn't know that either. But in some way she have learned how to, to act and talk as a royal. So she raised me to be like a royal and that make me different from other people. So that was also hard for me to find friends because they were all my friends, um, uh, classmates. Uh, they were ordinary people. They they were swearing and they were doing those farm style and. And I was raised to be act like a royal, and uh, and the, that make me odd from other people. And and in the school they mock me and uh, they beat me, uh, and I I was not weak, so I I fight back. So I I have many scars today that start to come up because I'm so old now so the skin is uh, thinner and suddenly I find scars on my body that I have not seen for years and then I remember some of the scars I remember where they're coming from and it's coming from when I have been fighting with other girls and you know they use the nails they scratching uh, they throw uh, they take the hair and they scratch and they scratch in the face I have some scars in my face that I know where it's coming from it's coming from those fights with those uh, girls that uh, mockery mean bully me and uh, I didn't accept it, so I fight back. But they always win, because uh, they have people with them. They are never alone. They are have always friends, the tail with them. So they do tricks to make me fall down on the ground so that a girl that fight can sit on me and scratch my face and pull my hair and these things. Um, and I defended those. I grew up when it's coming. I was in the school and it's, uh, they're coming people from Italy, uh, from... Uh, Turkey and Greek and then it uh, it was coming people from Finland uh, in that time and they were always standing in the shadow because they were not allowed to be with with the Swedish uh, children and so it's uh, it's not new today it was going on in that time also and when they come to Sweden 
those uh, people they they live in very poor houses and, and uh, they couldn't speak Swedish uh, today they learn speaking Swedish in the, in the school and uh, adult uh, class but in that time they only placed them in the industry in the, with the machine to work with and they couldn't speak any Swedish so the, those kids could not speak Swedish and uh, I was standing with them because I w was bully mocked of those Swedish uh, children and I defend them because I was the only one that could speak Swedish so I fight very very much for uh, people that, that uh, not for myself but for other people and uh, so uh, I think uh, uh, it was inside me these things it was already done when God uh, placed me here on earth and uh, so uh, uh, when I uh, it was uh, my daughter's father that break up with me because I started to say no to what he wanted me to do so he he didn't want me to to be with him anymore and he didn't want my daughter either because he said that I have always wanted to be a bachelor I'm not a father I'm not a husband I want to be alone he said to me so, and I was very happy I couldn't break up on my own uh, but he break up with me and uh, and uh, because that I refuse to do I was it I, I come to a stop where I have to only survive from what he was doing to me he make me be very close to come uh, be uh, in prison for him uh, the, uh, so uh, in the end uh, I I only say this is stop 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 now I can't take it anymore uh, uh, but I couldn't walk away from him it was he that say you have to move out from here and I wow thank you I walk away <laughs> was so happy that day and I I left my house I have built that house or I have made uh, uh, the drawing on how the house should look like and it was a big house of, with three floor house I walk away from I walk away from uh, he he was good in uh, working my daughter's father he's a millionaire he's very wealthy I walk away from everything and I was happy to walk away from it because to stay there w w had killed me uh, killed me mentally and uh, in the long run it had killed my spirit so I haven't been worthless for God so, I, so it was time to go there and I learned a, a, a very much lesson but then I I go into wrong man again because I was thinking I have lived 16 years with this man and he had never wanted to marry me and, and then uh, I start to chat first uh, I was thinking that I uh, I have done my uh, I have this psychology degree and I was thinking it's time 
I want to to move to United States. So I was to the ambassador, the United States ambassador in Stockholm, and uh, I I come in there very happy, and the security guard uh, checked me out, and it was two girls, and. They smile at me and I was so happy because today I should be allowed to to move to United States. I was thinking and working there as a psychology person and and then they say that I was not allowed to come into United States and work and uh, and uh, they say that. It's only for those that have uh, a special uh, work uh, professions that, that we don't have in the United States and that I'm allowed to work in the United States. They say to me, and uh, or else you should have I don't know what they say, but maybe one million dollar. Then I, yeah, I was okay to come into United States. So I be, I was so disappointed and and was on my way to cry, and I had some belongings at the security area. So I met those two girls, security girls, again. And they say, you were so happy when you come here in the morning. What happened? What happened to you? They say to me. And I say that uh, I was not allowed to to enter into United States and, and work in United States. And the girl say to me, uh, the security guard, they say to me, oh, that's uh, very simple to do. She said, it's, I am married to an American man and it's only to find you uh, an American man and move to him and you are okay, she said. So I went, went home, home and I started to look for an American man on the internet and there was chat in that time. Uh, so I started to chat with some man and then I find a man in Texas and um, uh, flirting and then he said that I should come to his home in Texas. So I uh, bought me a ticket and I I took my daughter with me and uh, we took a flight to Texas and then I married uh, an American man in Texas, in Brasuria County and I could stay there but uh, he didn't help me to get the green card because those people in the bar where he was sitting every day and let me work uh, in United States they say to him that that if I if he should give help me to get the green card I should run away from him and he believed that and I say I say I am not a Russian girl I'm not I don't come to United States because of the economy problem. We have money in Sweden and we we are not poor in Sweden. And he he didn't know these things, so he believed in his friends. So he didn't help me. So I overstay in United States. I was I have to have a paper. A visa to could stay in you know, in United States, but I didn't have, 
I was illegal in United States. And then my, my husband uh, make make him be fired. Of he had a, a job uh, later on, and but he he be fired because he had sex with with his uh, boss, the manager for the company that he worked for. He he had sex with he the wife. And the his manager was a pastor, and she was a pastor wife that he had sex with. But in that time, even if if I didn't believe in God, I didn't know God. I I was thinking I need to give him a second chance. It was something that say that to me, and. Um, so I forgive him for that. Uh, but then he, we couldn't stay in Texas because he had no job. And uh, he had not helped me with a green card. So I couldn't uh, show up with a, a job in the United States. So we had no money. So we have to move to Sweden. So he come with me to Sweden. But uh, what make me go away from him was that uh, he was disabled. He have only one leg. And I helped my husband to, to get uh, one leg and could move around like a normal person. But uh, when they should do the surgery... Uh, on my husband, the doctors say that they have to be careful because my husband had HIV. And I didn't know I get so, such a shock that he have not say anything about that he had this serious in that time illness. And... Uh, he died in uh, 2016 of AIDS. And I was frightened that, that I have got HIV and uh, my daughter that have been with us have got also HIV and should die. Because in that time, 1998, there, there was uh, much deadly deadly thing it it was no medicine and we were thinking that a kiss could give hiv or aids uh, so i was so disappointed on everything and when you are weak like i have say that when you are weak the devil is on you he he notes that he know that you are weak. So I started to get very much about the devil. I dream about... I have talked about those things, so I don't want to... I have no time for to tell you in detail everything. But it was very much that I was hit by the devil in that after that. I uh, got this uh, bad news from the doctor that my husband had HIV. So I was on my way to think that that uh, I have killed my daughter. She was so bright in the school. She she got all kind of awards in in Texas. My daughter because she was so bright. And uh, I was thinking that I should give my daughter a future in the United States. That was most of it was I thinking about. And then I could also work in the United States. But everything crashed. And, uh, and my husband's 
way to uh, deal with other women and drugs also. He was drinking and do drugs and addiction to women and uh, that make us return to Sweden. My daughter had to leave her school in Texas and we have to move back to Sweden and then and then my husband had HIV. Everything crashed. And then was the devil on me uh, that make very horrible uh, dreams. And he was on me and my husband wake me up one night and he say, can, can you feel the smell in the room? And it smelled like like a, like a wet wood like uh, down if if some of you have passed by or have worked with to dig a very deep hole in the ground and you come to old wood of old houses or something and it's wet and, and it smells and it's like uh, smells like brainstone also brainstone brimstone and, and uh, so that was uh, really from hell uh, a smell in the room so someone come in there that smell like that uh, and so it was many things like that in that time. So my husband also had his daughter coming from Texas. And she was, she was 12 years old, but she was a premature uh, born child. So she was like she was two years old. And it was full of stress to have her uh, there in the home because I was working and I was uh, a manager for the, those that rent houses, rent homes. And I have very much to do. And then I have this girl running around doing stupid things outside our home and with other kids and and I was full of stress and then um, my husband took took the flight to Texas to leave his daughter to her mother and uh, when he was uh, out from home to Texas I decided me to to make a suicide and uh, and uh, that uh, evening I was thinking that I should uh, go out in the sea and kill me drown killing me like drowning and um, I was waiting for my daughter to to go to sleep and then I should give her her a note only my daughter was 15 years old and uh, yeah, I should write a note for her that uh, I, what I have done I did that and then uh, I waiting for for her to go to bed but instead she's she felt like uh, it was full of wind in the house she say it was like someone caress her, her face and hair, and it was no windows open. It was no, nowhere where the wind could come from. So, uh, she uh, and uh, uh, one night before, I decided to make a suicide. She have ha she wake up crying my daughter and she said that she she had some 
so awful dream. She dreamed that she was out from Earth. She saw our planet uh, from far away and uh, she saw that uh, the, it was fire on the, the, our planet and she was crying because she she was thinking that she was not able to come back to our planet because it had burning up so she was crying and told me that and that make my spirit be so happy I didn't know what it was but I'd be happy because she said that she have had that kind of dream so I was happy that my daughter was so close to spirit and I, I didn't know God in that time but I felt like that happiness and then um, in the evening uh, she said that to me that can't we talk to this this ghost that is in our home she said so she go on internet and check out what to do to could talk to those ghosts we we didn't know god so we thought it was ghosts we think i i was think, thinking the whole time negative about what's happening there i thought it was evil things in the air like most of people think we don't see it as as a positive thing we see those things that we don't understand we see it as negative and not positive so we did that and my daughter say how we should do to to could talk to to the ghost so we we were so frightened so we have the lights on in the whole home and then we have candles on the table lighted up uh, five candles and then we sit and wait for something to happen and I was on my way to give up to wait for the ghost to come and talk to us so I was on just on my way to tell my daughter that nothing happened nothing happened we give up this and um, just when I should stand up then I saw a girl coming in the air and I saw I, she looked like an Indian girl from na native native American not uh, from India, from United States, North America. And, uh, but then I understood that, that I said to my daughter, I see an Indian girl, I, I said to my daughter. And she, then I said, no, no, it's not the Indian girl, it's me. It's me when I was eight years old about that. It was when I got the visions uh, from God. Uh, I say that to my daughter and uh, I say uh, I used to have braid hair. My mother did braid hair on me before I go to school. And my father used to sing uh, uh, and I start to sing the song. I want to have a little girl with bright hair I was start to sing and suddenly I heard the voice of my father my earthly father and he he asked me to forgive him for what he had done in when I was a child and he died when I was 17 years old so he was talking about my, uh, the child, real childhood and uh, 
he asked for forgiveness and it was so much lie love in the air so I could only tell him that I forgive him and then it come five more spirits I didn't see them I only heard their voices and they, all of them uh, uh, all of them but uh, uh, all of them uh, say to f- ask me for forgive them but then uh, it uh, it come the last one that come was my grandmother that come and she talk about uh, what I did when I come to her and visit her and that make me laugh because I did things that I was not supposed to do but as I was to my grandmother my my parents uh, di- uh, didn't want to tell me to to stop so I I I felt like I was free at my grandmother's house and then suddenly in the room I saw there was a man in the corner of the room and he had a white board and white hair and had a, a dress like eggshells color not total white uh, eggshells color and he had sandals on his feet and in in that time I thought it was Jesus Christ that stood in in my room uh, but now later on the spirits have told me and and they have come in through and I have been up to heaven and have see, met this kind of man and that is a higher priest that was standing in my home and he was talking to me about my childhood so I be healed from my childhood I'm talking about my childhood but the my childhood doesn't hurt me anymore because he healed me uh, from it and uh, and then uh, suddenly it was like a, a red light suddenly and he he was disappearing and uh, later on I remember that he was not moving his mouth he had, he talked to me in telepathy but I could see him and then when he was uh, gone suddenly it come a, a bright voice that I recognized I, I knew from uh, this with a girl that was healed in the hospital I, it was the same voice that was talking to me and he it his voice was coming from nowhere it was no direction on it i could i can't tell it come from from right or left side or if it's come in front of me the voice was only there it i am was there i am and he was talking to me about my future and I was thinking what he was saying to me about my future I say as I was thinking in my mind that it's impossible that I I am going to do that I am married I live in Sweden I have a nice job and uh, and I have my children here. I have my comfort here. It's my country. But God say that I should go away from everything and do things in His will in the future. And I, uh, I was thinking it's impossible. And uh, then 
he told me who he was. And I, I see I run out from time again. So I have to do <laughs> part three and tell you more what happened when God was in my room, in my home and talking to me. And what happened after that he was talking to me when he created in me. He created my future with his words. I didn't see a body. I only heard his voice. And that voice did I hear in the hospital also when he said I should go and heal that girl. And it was the same voice and in and it was not a body. He had no body. He, God is a spirit. So I will talk more about what God was saying and doing in part three. <laughs> God bless you.